Hello and welcome to this episode of Show Some Respect. Tom Whitcomb is talking. It's a pleasure to have you here yet again. I'd like to start off this episode with an apology. Last week's episode, a little slapdash. Not my finest work. I realised that when I had long-term listener since day one, I think possibly one of the few people who have listened to every single episode, uh, messaged me with negative feedback for the first time possibly in our relationship. I don't know if I've ever had anything negative said to me by this guy. I was a little disappointed by this week's episode. And I'm like, wow, it must have been dog shit. Now, is that unfair criticism on myself? Am I being unnecessarily harsh? I, I doubt it. That doesn't seem like something I'd do. I, uh, I, I, look, I was on tour. I was running behind time. I, I had to run through it real quick. I thought I could just talk about pig races for a, a good 15 minutes and, and put a bow on that thing. But uh, look, I just, I, didn't, I realized I didn't edit out silences. I didn't put in the theme song. I didn't even, at the start, I was testing the mic. I said, all right, let's go. And I'd left that in. So look, that was poor. The sound quality also was a bit shit. I haven't even looked at the numbers. I, I, I shudder to think. But uh, hey, look, I'm, com- I'm coming back with a vengeance this week. You should see I have half a page of notes of things to talk about. It's a third, a, third of a, a third of a page, a third of an A5 page of notes of things to talk to you about today. So I'll oh, strap in. Is 30 minutes going to be enough time? It will be if I continue to talk as quickly as I am right now. I'm, uh, look, you, you might notice the sound quality still not great this week. I'm still on tour, coming to you from the Gold Coast, making my way to the Sunshine Coast this afternoon, and then later this week off to Coffs Harbour, Woolgoga, just doing the, our tour of New South Wales and Queensland's biggest flood zones is what we're doing. You know, Wagga Wagga last week, onto the sunny coast and coughs this week. And uh, look, you know, if there's one thing that this, this tour has really taught me, um, it has nothing to do with comedy. It's, it's, it's everything to do with how to decipher warnings from the Bureau of Meteorology. And you will notice I did use the correct term, the Bureau. I'm, I'm past using the bomb because, well, you know, as a man who works in advertising, I respect a rebrand. I, I'm far be it from me to know better than the $220,000 paid consultants who somehow came to the decision that to, to call the Bureau of Meteorology the bomb was, I, I, I don't know, offensive to Australia's Islamic population. I'm, I, well, that was cheap. I didn't like that. This is the thing I like about this podcast is even when I say things that are potentially problematic, at least I, I have the, the, the foresight to, to acknowledge them. But is that, that uh, presumably that's the only reason they would stop calling it the bomb, right? Like that it's some kind of insinuation about a terrorist attack as if any of us... I mean, if I hadn't had it, if they hadn't brought this up in the first place, I wouldn't have made that joke on the podcast. And look, you know, they did change it and I did make it and I do regret it. But I don't know if everyone saw this, uh, but when... For, the, for those unaware, perhaps... For those international listeners who aren't up to date with the Australian Bureau of Meteorology and their latest happenings, they're, they're, what they've been up to, I mean, look, the Bureau of Meteorology, a, one, of, one of the best weather apps Australia has to offer. You know, you, you look at Google's weather, Google, even Apple forces their weather on you. They show it to you when you wake up and you go, look, thanks Apple, I'm going to take this with a grain of salt, all right? I'm going to need a little bit more than just an icon 
to determine whether I'm taking an umbrella to work today, all right? Show me the radar. Show me, let me decipher the low and high pressure systems and then I'll decide what the weather's going to be, all right? I don't need to take your word for it just because you're a professional and you're an organization that have done this a lot. No, no, no. I check the weather radar once every couple of weeks. I think I know what I'm doing, all right? My partner insists on doing this, insists on, not just, and, and for those unaware, the last two minutes, pure sarcasm. The people who check the radar, the people who check the radar for clarification or to question what the icon says, what are you, what are you doing? It says it's going to rain. Just, just take that and move on, all right? It's, it's, it's the weather equivalent of ignoring Google Maps. Oh, I, no, I, I know better. I know a faster way. Uh, I, I, my sense of intuition is going to be far more reliable than any amount of billion-dollar GPS technology. My, my partner does it incessantly. It drives me nuts where she's like, so what's the weather going to be like today? And I say, a 75% chance of rain. And she goes, no, 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 no. Let me deduce from the charts. Can, can, you, can you show me? What are the barometric readings? What's the pressure like? Never understood it. Just... Oh, anyway, the, uh, the bomb is, uh, the Bureau, the Bureau of Meteorology in Australia affectionately labeled the bomb. That's what the app says. It's the bomb app. People say, you, you say, what's going to happen today? It's going to rain or it's going to be sunny. The follow-up question, was that Google, Apple or the bomb? And when people say the bomb, they take it as gospel. All right. Great brand value, great brand equity. And they've come out this week. And they've said, we no longer want to be called the bomb. We want to be called the Bureau. And the mid of a nationwide flooding disaster seems to be the best time to put this into practice. Okay. So we've been taking our best people off, sending out severe weather warnings, and we've asked them to draw up some press releases and some new logos. <clears throat> and the response from the Australian public has been uh, lukewarm. It's, 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 been a, it's, been a, it's been a 16 degrees, you know. It's not, not super cold, but pack a jumper because it has not been super popular. We like the bomb. We like calling it the bomb. We know what the bomb stands for. Now, I, that last, I, I mean metaphorically, I presume a lot of Australians don't know what the bomb stands for. Based on a lot of the people I've met on my way up to Queensland over the last week or so, I don't think that's a given. But... We know hypothetically, we know symbolically what it stands for. It stands for reliable weather advice and ruining certain holiday road trips because, uh, oh, anyway, I'm, I'm very, I'm very apprehensive. This might be the last, this might be the last podcast. I might be releasing this podcast posthumously if I get caught in a flash flood in Coffs Harbour on Tuesday. I'm not... I'm not confident that that isn't going to happen. Currently, I'm on a 12th floor apartment in Surface Paradise, right by the water. So, look, worst case scenario, I'm stuck up here for a couple of days. I have Netflix and protein powder, and that's about it. I got some protein powder, I got some high protein yogurt, and I've got some oats. So, either I'm going to come out of this in five days looking jacked, or I'm going to come out in 12 days looking emaciated. Um, either way, kind of fits the Gold Coast aesthetic, I suppose. 
The Bureau of Meteorology have now said we're not the bomb, we're the Bureau. All right, they're saying we're the Bureau from now on, we want to be referred to as the Bureau. Stop calling us the bomb on your uh, very niche comedy podcasts. We will follow up on it. And uh, I've already seen the ABC News website disregard that advice entirely, which I have to commend the national broadcaster for doing. That, I, I love that from the ABC. Where they're like, what are you, you're gonna fu- you're gonna sue the ABC Bureau of Meteorology? We we have the office next door to you, I presume. Um, government agencies at odds. You got you got to love to see it. So the Bureau of Meteorology have announced they're gonna be the bureau, and not only that, they announced in their press release from now on we're not gonna be using the Twitter handle at bomb. We're gonna be using Twitter handle at the Bureau of New South Wales at the Bureau of Queensland at the Bureau of Vic etc. Fair enough, a very, very intelligent thing to do if you're going to install a new rebrand. You need that in all your channels, all right? Trust me, I've watched enough Gary V TikToks to know multi-channel strategy is important. And if you're not doing it, you're a lazy piece of shit and you're never gonna succeed. I'm paraphrasing, but that's, that's broadly what Gary V has to say on the subject. Now, what Gary Vee would also possibly suggest, I would say, uh, given he runs a branding agency, is when you announce that you're going to take a Twitter handle, maybe, maybe get the Twitter handle first before you start telling people, okay? You can't just call dibs. This isn't shotgun, all right? Well, this isn't the fr- it's a Twitter handle. It's not the front seat of your mum's Tarago. Is that the word? Tarago? Is that the big people mover? Mm. You gotta, you gotta just, you gotta get them. You gotta get them first. And in the most government move of all time, nobody thought this through. Of course they didn't. This is Australian bureaucracy. Why would they do the thing that makes sense? No, they left it in the ether and thought, hey, hey, put the press release out. Should we get the Twitter handles? Oh, eventually we'll get around to it. You know, there's floods going on. We can't, can't be jumping to that right now. And uh, the internet did what the internet tends to do and uh, took advantage of a moment of weakness, which is, I mean, you know, if the internet had a gender, it's definitely male, isn't it? The internet is so masculine. You think about what the internet mostly contains, abuse and pornography. Those are masculine traits. You, you can't let your guard down for a second on the internet. The internet is like a private school. You make one slip up, you've got yourself a reputation for the rest of your life thanks to the internet. It's like an all, it's like an all boys private school um, in, in that also a lot of child abuse takes place behind closed doors on the internet as well. Is this a bit? This could be a bit. The internet's a private school. I like this. Anyway, the internet took advantage and a whole bunch of uh, pretty clever, I don't know, I don't know who these people are, just decided to help themselves, got themselves all the bombs, media handles, and just started posting memes. Isn't this, look, as someone who is determined to be funny in public for praise, the idea of people being funny behind a keyboard for nothing sort of baffles me. I'm glad it exists. Every now and then I get a meme sent to me where I think this is so much better than anything I've created in five years of stand-up comedy. I sit down in front of a notebook to write, usually, look, I'll be conservative, 45 minutes a day, I would say 300 days a year, all right? I'd say I miss about 60, one a week, not routinely, but for every here and there, I'm away, I miss a few days. I don't think I've written anything nearly as funny as the last meme I got sent, 
which is depressing. And then you got to wonder, like, that guy, I don't know who made that meme. I don't know who sat down to create that. I don't know who, who's... Same as you get these... You know, you have those Instagram carousels of just very funny tweets. I guarantee the vast majority of those guys have zero following. And yet, there they are, just plugging away. I mean, tweets is one thing, because you got... At least then you got an identity. You're making a meme. That's just for the greater good. That's, that's philanthropic humour. Uh, and that's not for me. I'm, I'm here for acclaim and cash. Oh man, if you were in comedy for cash, that's a misguided. Maybe a little while ago, that's not. I'm oper- People ask me whether I count comedy as a side hustle. Who operates a side hustle for five years of a significant loss? The amount of time, money, and effort I've put in, relative to the amount of money I've lost. Oh, you, if it's a side hustle, I'm the one getting hustled. I'm, I'm getting hustled by Australia's comedy bookers who are just... Dining for free off my hard work. Anyway, this is, I, I can't look. It's too early in my career and too early in this podcast for me to start getting bitter. They've taken hold of the Bureau's Twitter handles and just started posting memes. Now, it could have been a lot worse, and it potentially might have been. I only saw this from some news article about it. So maybe there is. Maybe the Bomb WA is just sending out some serious hardcore pornography to its followers. But most of it is just very, very great memes. Uh, the, the Bomb, I think the Bomb New South Wales, I'm sorry, the Bureau of New South Wales is just, it's called, the handle's the Bureau of New South Wales, but the name is not the Bomb, definitely not the Bomb. Just reminding everybody today, we're still not the Bomb. Good stuff. The Bureau of Queensland just has one tweet. It says, weather seems fine, which, look, from where I'm standing, is uh, very funny and uh, as funny as it is inaccurate because I don't want to dwell on this, you know, category storm warning. I didn't want to put a number on that because, one, I didn't want to be irresponsible and, two, I didn't want to give up the fact that I have no idea how categories of storm warnings work. I keep alternating between, like, what is the concern of the... Like, is it... Because, you know, not to be selfish or whatever, but I don't have a house that's going to get water damaged. Do I really have anything to worry about? You know, like, surely if I don't have a family protect, I'm not going to die, am I? I'm just going to get slightly inconvenienced. Which, yeah, is, is also... It's, it's also a bad time, you know. Sure, some people lose all their worldly possessions, but I have a chance to lose, you know, three or four hours in a car, which... Would also be sad. Anyway. So, look, who knows? Who knows what's, what the future has in store? All I know is uh, in the next week, I am due to do gigs in three different locations, all of which currently have uh, flood warnings from the Bureau. And uh, they're, they're very... I think I said this in the Wagga Wagga one. They're very... They're very, I don't know, ambiguous. I wish the, I wish the Bureau would just say, hey, don't come here, idiot. Hey, look, un- unless, unless you have something here more worthwhile than a 10-minute stand-up comedy set, stay, the- stay away. Stay away from here. But anyway, have to wait and see. Have to wait and see. Stu- stay tuned. Stay- I mean, look, because I'm, I'm going to set this up ahead of time anyway. So even if you're listening to this and it comes out on Tuesday, that's no guarantee. All right. That's... Uh, Check in. Send me a text. Make sure I'm not... What's it called when you're treading water? Make sure I'm not treading water 
in Lithgow come Wednesday. Because there's a chance, there's a, there's, there's, a, there's a mid to high chance, according to the Bureau. So we're in, uh, we're in the Gold Coast currently. We did some shows the last couple of nights, which went pretty well. They went pretty great. I think uh, there was one in a brewery two nights ago. There was one last night at a venue in uh, the Gold Coast called... I can't remember if it's... It's, it's HOTA, H-O-T-A, which is a, an acronym. I get acronym and anagram mixed up. And uh, confusing words really does make a big blow to my ego. I don't like that. Because I jump on it when other people do it. When other people get a word wrong, you better believe I am the first to bring up that I noticed it. So it leaves me very vulnerable for when I commit the same, same sin. Acronym for, I think, House of the Arts. It's, it's either House of the Arts or Home of the Arts. Um, and I think, to be fair, House or Home of the Arts, I don't know what you go, about you guys, when I think House of the Arts, my mind goes, Surface Paradise. That's where that's going to be. It's probably going to be where Warwick Kappa ran for mayor. If, if anywhere is going to be, it's, you know, it's probably where, you know, do the meter maids still exist? I'm not sure if the meter maids do still exist. Is this a... I feel like they should. I feel like that's what the Gold Coast kind of operated on in a long time. I only bring that because I remember um, Warwick Kappa when he was running for mayor of the Gold Coast. I don't think... He didn't win, did he? I don't think so. It was at that time that Arnold Schwarzenegger became governor of California and we just went, well, I guess politics is over. I remember watching some article... Watching an article. Ugh. I remember watching a news piece, news story when Arnie was running for, for governor and they showed some of the people he was running against and it was like a porn star, a dwarf, and the Terminator. And I, I imagine some actual politicians in there as well, but none who were getting votes. I think once you have Arnold Schwarzenegger as a legitimate contender, suddenly the dwarf and the porn star, you start to at least consider it. And you think, it's kind of like, I don't know about you guys, but I remember when I first started voting... Uh, when I was 18, you better believe I voted for those stupid fucking parties filled with people who presumably have no idea what they're doing. Could you imagine the guilt if enough people on a novelty vote voted for the sex party or the hunting and fishing party or the whatever? I don't even know. And one of them ended up having a say in how our country's run, even a minor one. Wouldn't you? I mean, you know, at least Pauline Hanson believes in what she's spruiking. I think those guys are just having a bit of a... I don't... Do they? Do they... Are they really that passionate about hunting and fishing slash sex? I'm not entirely sure. What is even the Australian sex party? What is that about? I've... I, on the one hand, I'd love to know, but I think looking into it would only encourage them. I don't want to give them any more website traffic than they currently get. It's already too much. Um, but the goal, at the Gold Coast, Warwick Kappa ran for mayor. I remember there was this promo shoot of him doing the meter maid thing with the sash. And the, so, again, for our international listeners, the, the meter maids in the Gold Coast were, as far as I understand it, um, a, a, a group of um, what we call in 2022 empowered young women and uh, what older generation would call sluts. Now, I would never, I would never... Uh, kink shame or sex shame anybody, but my parents would. So that's 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 for you guys to decipher. You use whatever noun feels right to you, but as long as we're on the same page as to the type of women we're imagining. 
and they would make their way up and down the main beach road in Gold Coast and they would top up people's meters uh, that, that where they've parked their car with uh, bits, little bits of little bits of coin. You know, back in the day where, where we had a cash economy and you had to lie to homeless people about not having money instead of being able to tell them the truth. But uh, sorry, mate, unless you get yourself a little square terminal that I can tap and go, I'm afraid I am not contributing to whatever sustenance you need. Um, I'm sorry about that. We, we were walking through Chinatown in the Gold Coast yesterday and uh, look, uh, you know, Chinatown is, you know, becoming a, a real refuge. You know, the one thing, he, he, here's the best way into this. Um, the one part of Chinatown that is really living up to the history of the Orient was uh, some real enthusiasm for the opiates. That the, 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 the opium den is, uh, has, has graduated to street level. Are we, are we picking up what I'm putting down? A lot of junkies. A lot of junkies, a lot of facial tattoos, a lot of me looking at the floor because eye contact is permission to speak and permission to speak is the first step of having your valuables taken away from you. I, I, I am deeply ashamed, but also uh, not questioning my fear of the unhoused. They, they, oh, they don't respect me and, 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 and I fear them and... Uh, you know what? That relationship has worked out for me so far. Um, so, yeah, look. The Gold Coast, uh, a, a beautiful, beautiful place. You know, it's been great to see the sights, to taste the food, to tolerate the people. I only, only joking on that last one. The Gold Coast, the, the, look, I think the great thing about places like this for the most part is, um, just to be clear, the tolerate the people thing, that's actually, I've ripped that from a joke I'm telling about the French and uh, I think it's far more f- true of the French than uh, Queenslanders, of which my beautiful partner is one. So, um, look, I have, o- I-, I have come into contact uh, directly and indirectly with a lot of what you might call jet ski enthusiasts in my time in the Gold Coast. Mostly I'm talking about crowds. There are definitely some people in the crowds. I mean, look, for the House of the Arts, more than most art centres, a lot of mullets last night. A lot of uh, a, a lot of a lot of high vis uh, at this particular art exhibition, and what is great about that, if you had to pick something, is the people who don't identify with it are like way on the other side. They are so so far away that they are determined to to not be wrapped up. With, uh, with with that group, and that that's that's fun, but also Dan Muggleton, who I am opening for on this tour through Australia, who is an excellent comic. I'm sure I brought him up before. He's a good friend of mine. He's a he's he's a very 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 good setup comedian. Um, his hour that he is touring that I am opening for has a rather significant stretch at the end about bogans. It's not positive. It's uh, it's rather scathing. And last night was the first time I've seen this. I've seen him do it in Albury, Wagga Wagga. I've seen him do parts of it in Adelaide. I've seen him do it in Sydney. I've seen him do it in a lot of different places. Newcastle, Wollongong. And for the first time last night, um, when he brought up Bogans, there was a, a, a significant portion of the audience 
who was looking forward to thinking, uh, to finding out what Dan Muggleton thinks about them personally. That was where they were coming from. That they, when he's like, uh, so there's a lot of, there's a, he brought up Bogans and someone in the back yelled, they're here. And I thought, oh no, this bit goes for a lot longer. And uh, these guys are not only self-identified Bogans, they're proud of it, which is a dangerous combination. When you are, when you are proud of that as an identity, fuck, you, uh, you lock the doors the minute you get in and out of your car because who knows what they're capable of. Uh, and, oh man, there was some, there, there was some, for the most part, Dan's crowd last night were really, really great. And, uh, but, oh boy, there, there, there were some self-described Bogans who, uh, I, I think, I think they assumed the term House of the Arts was ironic. And that's the only reason they would anywhere, go anywhere near the House of the Arts. So... It's been great to be on tour. It's been fun kind of living the, the comedian lifestyle, uh, adjusting my body to anything but the absolute perfect conditions for living, um, you know, because when that takes place, my body tends to collapse. If I, if I have, God forbid, I have more than a beer at any one point, uh, well, my body's like, well, I, I guess this is death. I guess that's what's happening. I... Uh, Yesterday, I ate something in between breakfast and lunch, and I had a sore tummy all day. This is how fragile I am, ladies and gentlemen. This is how little I can deal with uh, when it comes to any form of adversity. Uh, Half a packet of potato chips ruined my day yesterday. Man, that is a bleak situation. So it's been good getting used to a little bit more takeaway meals, getting used to having a belly and not letting that just destroy my self-confidence. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast. I'm really trying to get a six-pack. Re- hence the big bag of protein powder sitting on our kitchen bench right now because uh, I, I, I reckon... I, you can, I, can only, I can only really... I, realistically, a six-pack is not something I'm ever going to maintain. It's, it's something I'm going to... It's a peak. It's a true peak in that I will be at the summit for all of about 15 minutes and then begin my long, steady descent. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping to get that done before the end of the year. I've, I've, well, realist, it's not going to happen. But I like the idea of it. Are we almost in November. We're pretty, we're pretty close to November. It gives me because I'm going to Europe in December. Gives me six weeks. I mean, you know, I, I even eating disorders are off the table. I don't have the self control for that. I couldn't. I, I'm, I'm too. I rely on too much of my happiness through uh, through food to ever even consider anorexia, no matter the results. You know, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Fuck off. No, clearly haven't tasted enough stuff, Kate Moss. Um, I'm, look, I'm kind of... How are we doing for time? This is, oh, wow, 27 minutes. This has been good. Look, I think I'm feeling good today. I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of bonus content because I feel bad about how last week went. Hey... I don't know what the sound quality is like. Like I said, this is into my phone. It might be shit. But if it's okay sound quality, maybe this is one to tell your friends about. Maybe this is one to bring up to them. Say, hey, I know this great comedian. He does this podcast. He kind of just rambles for half an hour, but it's sort of soothing. It helps us get to sleep. Whatever you, whatever you need it for. I don't mind if you're listening to this in a, in a dreary days, if you're just sort of drifting away at the end of a hard day. I don't mind that. You know, All the views count the same to me 
And look, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to peddle anything. And in fact, kind of weaving my way into your subconscious, like some kind of hypnotist tape cassette. I, I could be into that. Um, I want to tell you a little bit. A friend of mine listened to a bunch of the podcasts that I did when I was running up to the release of my special. My special now sitting at 45,000 views, by the way. Thank you to everybody who watched that. It was a real thrill. I've had some great feedback. I'm very, very proud of it. I'm keen to start working on the next one. Um, and, uh, and I have. I've got, I've got some good material that I'm kind of pumping out on this tour. But um, I, one of my friends who listened to it, we, I was on a podcast called The Ladies' Guide to Do Cinema, a very funny podcast, uh, Beck Charwood and Alex J do together. Um, and he was kind of saying it was nice to hear you just talk about things without the sort of the, the veil of irony over anything, just to talk about stuff you like. And so I'm, I'm going to try and do a little bit more of that. Tell me how it goes. I, I rely on feedback from you guys, and um, I know a lot of you are friends, and uh, we have an open line of communication. We see each other relatively frequently. So, um, look, if... Uh, if, 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 this, if this is on point, off point, you just, you let me know, all right? You feedback. The Arctic Monkeys released their seventh album, The Car, on, what night was it? Third, on, thir- on Friday at midnight. I was in Queensland, so I was an hour behind East Coast time, and I thought, fuck, they better, I, if they make me wait another hour, I might have to drive down to Byron Bay and just listen to it, listen to the car in the car, because I was so excited about it. I'm, before I did comedy, uh, I was a much more of a music guy. I was in a band for a little bit. I used to write songs. A lot of it was an excuse to spend time in my friend's gym's basement and smoke weed, uh, you know, with guitars in the corner as we watched an episode of Doctor Who. That felt a little bit more uh, relevant. I would, I would maybe not bring this up except for the fact just because my mum listens but uh i remember talking to my uh talking to my parents recently and uh my dad basically alluded to the fact like oh yeah all those weeknights you went over to hang out at jim's house to quote unquote drop over cds and i was like oh you knew what we were really doing there and my dad goes mate one day you'll have children and when you do you realize making just becoming a dad doesn't make you a fucking idiot and look, fair play to him. Fair, fair play. I did a podcast recently, separate to the ladies going to do cinema with these two guys who were in rock bands. One of them was wearing checkerboard tight pants, like checkerboard cling to like tights, like tights. And I asked, they asked whether I had done like magic mushrooms. And I said, yeah, what about you guys? And this guy said no and winked at me. So there wouldn't be a paper trail of him doing drugs. What, what is happening? What are you, who are you concerned about? Now, granted, we were recording the podcast in his parents' basement. Maybe he was going to get kicked out of home. I don't know. You, you guys were in rock bands and you're pretending you didn't do drugs. You need to do the opposite. You need to pretend you did way more. Anyway. Um, part of the reason that, that, uh, I, I bring this up is, well, look, you know, I think marijuana has gotten to that stage where it's, I mean, we've got medicinal use in Australia now, which I, did you guys know that was happening? I had no idea. It's pretty much a legal substance in the U S. Uh, it is, um, it, it's, I think it's coming here. I think it's, you know, I, what I said at the time when I was in uni and I was trying to justify justify life as a as a Joe Rogan fan slash part-time stoner, I suppose, was that, you know, it's way better than alcohol, which 
I mean, yes, but also, it's kind of like, how do you even compare domestic violence to schizophrenia in terms of the potential negative effects? Do you know? How do you put a number on those things? So, anyway, I bring this up to say that uh, music was a very big part of my life when I was at university. I was very passionate about it. Um, and the Arctic Monkeys are... And I, and I get angry at myself as well. Arctic Monkeys, it's no the... Are my number one all-time love everything they've done like everything Alex Turner the lead singer I have such a like I am so so skittish about any homosexual experiences the idea of it makes me very uncomfortable Alex Turner I'd think twice just to make him like me there'd be nothing sexual about it from my end it would just be about bonding I I'm such the guy is a genius everything he does touches to everything he touches turns to gold if, if, you, the, if you're an Arctic Monkeys fan, listen to The Last Shadow Puppets, listen to Submarine, his EP he did for that film by Richard Ayoade. So good. And so I've been waiting for this album to come out since the last one did. I've been absolutely pumped. It's been on my calendar. It's been on my work calendar. Arctic Monkeys album released for the last three months. I'm, I was so excited to have it come out. I've been listening to the singles as they come out, just on repeat, and oh my God. I was so happy. Now, to come full circle on the drug thing, when I found out this was coming out, I, I, I've kind of stopped smoking weed all, altogether. It, it kind of took a bit of a turn for the worst for me. It wasn't good for me anymore. It made me very, very anxious. Uh, and, you know, made even though Joe Rogan would tell me I was just being a bitch, uh, I, I knew, probably not best for my mental health. However, for this album, I was willing to make a, a, a sacrifice of two to three days of anxiety slash depression for 45 minutes of heightened album experience. And boy, am I glad I did. I managed to source down a couple of uh, edible gummy weed bears. Uh, I took them at 11. I waited till 11.30 and I hit play on the podcast, uh, podcast on the album. And boy, what a time. I just, I love it so much. Now, here's the most personal thing I'm going to tell you on this podcast. I got to the... So I listened to the first one the night before. I listened to it for the first time the night before. Thursday evening, next morning I woke up, I put my headphones on, I wandered down to a cafe, I ordered a coffee and I sat there and I listened to the album with the coffee, nothing else. Just just listen to the album. The last track is called Perfect Sense. It made me cry at a Gold Coast cafe. I had to avoid eye contact with every man for the next three to four hours, just in case word had spread of the teary-eyed inner West Sydney bloke with headphones on, drinking a soy latte, because I don't know about, I don't know how much you guys know about uh, the Gold Coast, but uh, despite being the home of the arts, not the home of emotion necessarily, and neither am I, I, look, we can go down this another time, I didn't cry between 2007 and 2019, okay, that's a true story. I, I didn't I cried at my grandmother's funeral and then I cried at my other grandmother's funeral and in between not a tear was shed. You know what else happened in between? My grandfather died. What does that tell you? Alright? God. This requires a lot more unpacking and, and it's too late. But perfect sense, the album closed by Arctic Monkeys. I got a little teary at the cafe. I managed to hold most of it in, but boy, I was I was going. 
Listened to it again a couple of days later on my way, uh, I, I was uh, making my way around the Gold Coast. I was coming, actually, my parents just happened to be here. I was coming to visit. I sat outside and listened to the, to the just, just to the closer. And I tried to, like, because I can't really cry, it just does not come naturally to me. When I get the chance to, I really lean into it because it does feel like it just, I mean, it's 14 years of pent-up emotion coming out your eyes. There's, what's not to like about that? I literally sobbed outside of i've heard the term ugly crying now i know what it means i experienced it outside my parents apartment a guy a gold coast man walked past saw me across the road made eye contact stopped to think if he should help he sees a man crying outside of a high-rise building being like fuck is he gonna go to the top and jump off i wasn't i was just oh just really really vibing with alex turner the Monkey. so please if you like music Give it a listen. If you hate it, don't say anything to me. I'll disown you as an acquaintance. I can't handle any negative criticism or feedback about this album right now. It means too much to me. Um, just such a, an absolute, just a just a fucking great record. And I love it so much. And it means so much to me almost instantly. I've had to take some days off to wean myself off it. I was listening to it too much. I didn't want to, I didn't want to just play it to death too early, but oh. What what a what a record! I wish I cared about music, any other music, the way I care about the Arctic Monkeys. It, it's so it's so. Hey, let me know. Do you have do you guys have bands like that? Do you guys have acts where you like when they come out with a new album? I wet myself with excitement. I just I can't wait. I'd love to know because I'd love to have more bands like that in my life. So maybe if you if you have bands like that, maybe are all artists or whatever. Maybe I could get around that. Um, but yeah, I just I wanted to share that. Look, just no irony, no sarcasm, just pure unadulterated love for that music. Absolutely great. Um, and look, with, with that, let's let's put a let's put a bloody bow on this baby. All right, let's let's call it a day. I think this has been pretty good. I feel like I had a lot to make up for for last week, and I reckon I've done it. So we'll do the three, two, one for the week. And as you may have noticed last week, I don't really know what these are going to be when I launch into them. But, uh, oh, you know what? I got it. I got it this week. I got it. One point goes to my good friend, Jack Basley. Jack Basley, listen to the podcast. I bet you listen to this one, Jack. Unless I lost you on the last one, in which case, fair enough. Uh, Jack was one to, to reach out. And I wanted to share with all of you listeners that uh, when Jack heard that I had bought a copy of Dostoevsky's Crime and Punishment or War and Peace, whichever one it is. War and Peace Tolstoy? I don't know. Uh, and realized that uh, that was a real, uh, basically a donation to St. Vincent de Paul's because I was never going to read that book. Uh, Jack got in touch to let me know that he had, in fact, read two Dostoevsky books, had not really understood any of it, but did enjoy the smugness that comes with reading one. And I wanted to perpetuate that to the rest of the universe of shows from respect, Tom, with him speaking, this, the SSR universe. So there you go. If you know Jack Basley, he's read Dostoevsky. He's smarter than you. Leave him alone. You've got nothing to contribute to him. Two points has to go to Islam Makhachev. Who is Islam Makhachev, you may ask? Islam Makhachev is an MMA fighter who beat the fuck out of this Brazilian guy, Charles Oliveira, this morning. Um, look, I, part of me wants to lean into the UFC stuff. I love the UFC so much. I, I adore the UFC, and I feel so guilty about it because one of my greatest passions, one of my number one sources of entertainment is just is causing so much brain damage every week. Every week, I watch entertainers forget the names of their children for my enjoyment. And uh, look, Islam Makhachev, oh God, this, he's just, 
he's this Dagestani, which I think means Russian dude, who just is just beating the piss out of everybody, and it's 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 frightening. It's, do you ever stop to think there are people out there... I think Joe Rogan did this joke in a special. There are people out there who can just do whatever they want to you. If they wanted to... If, if, um, if Islam Makachev listened to this and didn't like the way that I talked to him, he didn't like the fact that I called Dagestan Russia and he decided to just have his way with me, he's got it. Also because he's Dagestani, he probably has firearm training. So even if... I couldn't... I, ugh, I am so... I have no means of self-defense. I am so lucky to have never been in a situation where I've needed it because, oh, man, touch wood before I get rolled in the Gold Coast of the sunshine, before I get rolled my iPhone in Marichidor this evening. Um, Islam Makachev, he, he just, uh, he fought in Abu Dhabi and boy, if there's one thing that the Middle East can't get enough of, it's Islam, right? And hearing them chant Islam, it was like this just... This, this, this would be so frightening if I was Texan. I would be deeply... Cons- if I was Texan with no context at all, if you just showed them the clip of, uh, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a Russian man beating the crap out of, out of a, a former UFC champion while a crowd of people wearing Saudi robes chant Islam. Gee, if that weren't enough reason to buy a few more guns. Um... Also, so funny his name's Islam. And he's Islamic, of course. And I was like, man, what, why would you call your name your child Islam? That'd be like me naming my son Christian. Oh, yeah. Oh, we do do that. Mm. And finally, three points goes to, look, I'm just shouting out people listening to the podcast at this stage, but uh, my good friend, actually, the man who came up, invented, wrote, produced the... Show some respect, Tom Whitcomb is talking theme song, James Dunlop, welcomed his baby daughter into the world, not last week, but the week before. Could have done this last week, forgot about it. Uh, so three points goes to little Neo Rose Dunlop. Welcome to the world, Neo. Great to have a new listener. I desperately need it. Um, as soon as you can consume anything and spend money, that would be even better. Uh, Neo is, uh, you know, I'm presuming... Look... James, we haven't talked about this. Do you like The Matrix? Is that what that's about? It's very confusing. Anyway, with that, pleasure to be here yet again. Thanks for showing up, especially after last week. What a debacle. But hopefully I've given you your time's worth today. I hope you have a fantastic day and an even better week, and I hope I don't die in a flood in Lismore. So with that, have a great week. See you, folks. I'll be back next week. Catch you then. (laughs) 